Hey y'all, I'm Jessica. Hey, and I'm Camille, and we are Highly Hormonal. We want to say welcome back. If you have been with us and you've been listening for a while, we just really appreciate you. We're getting such positive, fun feedback, and we really appreciate it. Um, If you are new here, welcome, welcome. Thank you. We hope that you will subscribe on YouTube or on your favorite podcatcher so that you can watch or listen, whichever is easiest for you. Rate, review us, give us a comment. You know what to do. All the things. Okay. Hey, Camille, tell me what you're wearing, what you're eating, what you're drinking, reading, watching, <laughs> listening to. You know, all, right. all the things. Okay. So I am drinking uh, just some sugar-free sweet tea. I have just eaten some leftovers. Mm-hmm. Shout out to our friend. Rob, the Yorkshire biker from the UK, who did not know they were called leftovers. So what do you know? You you can learn something from this podcast. How about that? But I just had leftovers for lunch. I am wearing just like a little t-shirt dress. It's old. It's real old. I am listening to a podcast called Over My Dead Body. Okay. Um, I'm kind of in the middle of it. I think it's like a six or seven part and, um, but they only release each week. So I'm like on the third episode or something. And I'm also listening to the zookeeper's wife. It is a historical nonfiction basically about a zoo and, um, and how these people that own the zoo helped Jews during the Holocaust. I read that one. Oh, you did? Okay. What'd you think? What'd you think? It's been a while ago. I remember liking it, but I really like history. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know that I've ever read anything historical, fiction, nonfiction about the Holocaust that I didn't like. So I can't remember like tons. I bought it from the library app, Hoopla, Mm -hmm. H-O-O-P-L-A. Anyway, I bought it from that. So I'm listening to nothing new. So that's kind of where I am. All right. So tell me, what are you? Anything good with the trash TV? Anything I need to know? Well, now, last night's episode was real good. Woo! Them sister wives, they are, mm, they're putting some good episodes out there. So, you know, okay. we'll see. But um, what are you drinking, eating, watching, wearing, reading, listening to? All of the things. Got on a new shirt. Shout out to Timu again. We talked about them in that last episode. How about it? Okay, it says... Flannel, hay rides, pumpkins, I think it's sweaters, and bonfires. I don't know, just a little fall t-shirt. Y'all seen this mug, you're going to see it a million times. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. Me, my family, the reindeer, the kids. It's got my name. It's probably got coffee all over it because um, this is like midday recording, and Camille and I have already ate. I have leftovers, oh, too. Shout out, Rob. I made a comment about that sounding like slop. I just, so you know, it was Sloppy Joe's. I don't know that we're big enough 15 minutes of fame, but we're shouting you out. So I'm having coffee. Gosh. It's got pumpkin spice creamer in it. Camille knows. It drives her nuts. Y'all know if y'all been listening, she don't like that. She don't like all them spices. And she's not a basic white girl like I am. So she can't. she's bougie and I'm basic. And that's just who we are. There you go. Perfect, um, perfect pairing. Not watching anything. Midway in a, another Darcy Coates book, horror book. I love her. Y'all will hear about her at some point. We've recorded an episode and I'll tell you all the things about her. Um, but Darcy Coates, I love her, love her. Listening to 
Same podcast, but ironically enough, before we got on here, I just finished an episode of Southern Gothic. And it's not like just all, it is all like true historical tales from the South. So if you're, but it's, it's kind of morbid, you know? So yes, some of the stories they talk about, oh, they say they still hear him down there by the train tracks blowing his whistle, you know, or whatever. But it's like dark, twisted tales of the South. And the one that I just finished listening to was about Casey Jones. I was talking about blowing that whistle by the tracks because he was a train. You know who he is? Because he's from his his museum is across the street from my house. That's what I was about to tell you, because Homeboy grew up in Kentucky and then ran that train in Water Valley. Yep. There's a, a train cars and a museum. I, literally, I can see it from my, from my window. So I was listening to there it, and I was go. like, how ironic is this? This, like, links us together. He yeah. wasn't from Kentucky, but his family moved here, and I think he spent most of his childhood in Kentucky. Anyways, and I was like, Kentucky? Water Valley. What? So what I thought it was, yeah, it was really ironic. So um, shout out to them. It was a really sad story. What happened to him? And mm-hmm. sounds controversial. You know, some people yeah. say he was a hero and some people say he was an idiot. So anyway, there's think- there's Casey Jones, uh, 15 minutes of fame too on this. This mouth is driving me crazy. So God help oh us all. Oh my gosh. I am hooting today. We, it's going to be a fun one. We're okay. talking about bucket list. That's just where I am today. But Mm -hmm. I did wonder how many people had bucket lists. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of information out there. But the most abundant information is about Americans because it seems to be very American. Not that they don't do it in other countries, but it seems Americans are real keen on the bucket list. So keen, in fact, um, according to myvision.org, 67% of y'all, Lispy. 67% of Americans admit they have a bucket list. Okay. Okay. And like, that's not just like a a stray thought of, oh, I'd like to do that before I die. Like they, not necessarily written down, but they've got like Mm -hmm. at least a mental list of things they want to do before they die. Okay. And surprisingly, it's younger folks who have committed to a bucket list more so than older people. And that Mm -hmm. shocked me because I think of a, I didn't know, I mean, we're talking about it. I didn't know if that was like a dying thing, you know, if like older generations had a bucket list, but now because of technology and stuff, if that wasn't as Mm. prevalent and because people, I feel like travel more and the economy is a lot different if that was kind of like a thing from the past, but apparently it's not like younger people are still into it. I'm kind of surprised by that too, really, because again, like you, I would have thought it would have been older more you know adults right and they say pursuing your bucket list they say the prime time to cross something off your bucket list like the decade of your life the majority of people say in your 30s because you're not too young okay um, this is an assumption right this is why i think it's that um Mm -hmm. because you're not as young so Mm -hmm. maybe you're more financially stable You've got a little income coming in, disposable income Mm -hmm. to do those sorts of things. And also, I feel like socially, there is this pressure of not waiting. Don't wait Mm. to travel. Don't wait to see the world. You know, like do all the things that you want to do because tomorrow is not a guarantee. And even these like wealth management companies, like commercials, I feel like they talk about budgeting to travel or spend money on things, experiences now, but also 
to have this later in life too about not waiting. Mm -hmm. What's your thought on that? Yeah, I think so too. I mean, like when you said thirties, I was thinking just, and usually, I, I mean, like, well, not usually, but like I had kids in my twenties. Okay. But I know that in the generation where, I mean, like a lot of people at the time we are now are pushing back and they're having kids in their thirties rather than in their twenties. Right. So if they're going to travel extensively or all of that kind of stuff, they are probably doing it in their early thirties because they have that disposable income. They haven't necessarily settled down. And I say that with air quotes because uh, I mean, it's settling is, I don't mean it in a bad way. I just mean like maybe they haven't purchased a home, had some kids, you know, blah, blah, blah. I mean, all of those kind of things that we consider a settled life, right? Right. So, yeah, I mean, I, I see that. But then I also, you know, like thinking about myself, I see that like I have more disposable income now than I did in my 30s, but right. I had young children in my 30s. So I think that might have a lot to do with it as well. Right. I agree. Distracted. Somebody's running outside. I was like, what the hell is happening? Y'all just want to, y'all just bear with us. Okay. It's just one of them days. I agree with that. I think about people waiting later in life to have kids probably Mm -hmm. Um, because I think right now my 30s obviously have more disposable income now than I did in my 20s because in my 20s I had no 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 (laughs) yes exactly I mean yes exactly right so you there's nowhere to go but up from there so of course I have a little more now in my 30s (laughs) but also it's hard to get away without your children but mm-hmm. we'll talk about that, okay? Like, is that bucket okay. list just very personal to you? Or is that bucket list, like, does mm-hmm. it include people with you on the bucket list? Okay. So, I'll, we'll get into that. But okay. just because I like playing this game with you and you're competitive, there are <laughs> 10, a top 10 must-see locations that are included on most people's bucket list. Okay. Okay. All right. And they are not just in America, Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So let's hear what your thoughts are. Okay. All right. I think Hawaii. Okay. Alaska. Okay. I think I'm going to be broad and say Europe. Now, there are a lot of countries in Europe, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but Europe. Okay. I want to say Asia. Okay. You know, some kind of travel in Asia, whether it's China or Japan, okay, or India, whatever. Okay. I, I set you up for failure. Because this is more specific. Oh, So think actual. Now, some of it is generic, like a country. Okay. But some of it is like a travel destination within that country. Oh, okay. Like the Great Wall of China. Correct. Is a travel destination inside China. Okay. And it's on the list. Okay. Let's see. Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. There's so many places. I mean, like. So, I know. How do you narrow it down to 10? Yeah, exactly. Apparently, this is the top 10 that is on the majority of people's list. Okay. All right. Give it to me. See, I'm going to at least maybe I got some of it right. I mean, well, I mean, you did. I mean, when you came back with the Great Wall of China, I was like, she's about to just say all of them and just <laughs> because that's just Camille. Okay. Number 10 is Stonehenge. That's in Europe. So, see, yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. Okay. In England. Number nine mm-hmm. is the Redwood National Forest. Well, didn't even think about that. Okay. Number eight, you got the Great Wall of China. Okay. Number seven is the Great Barrier Reef in Australia. That was really hard for me to say with this lisp over here. Jesus. Venice Canals. 
in Italy. Mm, okay. Okay. Again, Europe. So, I mean, look, see, I got a little, I encompassed several things. Okay. Pyramids of Giza in Egypt. Did okay. your son see that when he was in Egypt? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That wasn't that long ago too, right? No, that was their honeymoon about a little over a year ago. Yeah. Number four is the Colosseum in Rome, Italy. Okay. Number three is just Paris, France. It doesn't say the Eiffel Tower. It's just Paris. Just Paris. Okay. Okay. Number two is Yellowstone National Park. Really? Okay. And number one is the Grand Canyon. Okay. Uh, Okay. Not on my bucket list. So Hawaii and Alaska did not even make it. They didn't even make the top 10 cut. Which I'm to me that surprises me because those are the two outermost lying, you know, states. They're not part of the Continental Forty Eight. So yeah, Yeah. okay. But apparently, Americans are willing to spend on average over four four thousand dollars to go to one of these places. It doesn't even say for a set time, but they're willing on average to pay over four grand to get to these top ten places on their bucket list. Wow. Okay. Save my mouth a minute. All right. Okay. Tell me about your bucket list that you just made, right? Okay. Yeah. Because I had, like you mentioned, I had it in my head, some things Mm -hmm. that I've always wanted to do or like big dream, you know, like, oh, if I could travel, this is where I would travel or whatever. And I think a lot of mine involve travel. And I say that because, first of all, I love to travel, but, um, and I don't feel like I get to do enough of it as much as I'd like, right? But, like, I feel like some of the places I want to travel on my bucket list, then there are things within those places I would want to do. So, Mm -hmm. for instance, I want to see Alaska, but I really want to, like, do an Alaskan cruise where I can, like, see the whales and the icebergs and the glaciers and all this kind of thing. So, the cruise to Alaska, I guess, is on my bucket list, but... Alaska's on my bucket list. So you see what I'm saying? Okay. So, all right. So I would like to do that. I would like to take an Alaskan cruise. All right. And then see those type things. I would like to see Europe. I mean, specifically, I would like to go to Scotland and I would like to go to Tuscany. Because I want to eat and drink my way through Tuscany. I want all the wine. I want to come on that one. All the bread, all the olives. Okay, I just want to eat my way and drink my way through Tuscany. Okay, and then the other place like that I super want to visit is, but again, it's to see specific things there, is I want to go to Israel and tour Mm -hmm. the Holy Land. And I want to see like all the Stations of the Cross and, you know, a lot of religious Christian history, you know, so. But anyway, okay. I do want to say I have some other things on my list, though, that do not involve travel. Okay. All right. So one is, this is going to sound ridiculous, okay, to most everyone who's listening, but I want to learn how to jump. I mean, literally jump. I cannot stand here and jump up on something. I can't do it. Physically, I cannot do it. I've never been able to jump even as a small child. I could not jump rope. I can't jump off the porch. I can't jump from one step to another. Can't do it. So if I were to push you, your body wouldn't fight to land on your feet. You'd literally just topple. Well, I mean, I'd be trying to land on my feet, but it wouldn't be because I was jumping. Uh Uh-huh. No, I, I don't know what it is. And I don't know if like... 
is it now a mental thing? Like after 50 something years of not being able to jump, is it now just a mental thing and I really could learn how to do it? Or is there some weird something in my brain that will not allow my body to jump? I'm not going to say that's a fine motor skill because like, isn't touching your fingers. That's like a fine motor skill. Right, but that right, is some right. sort of motor skill that is evaluated in children because I remember my pediatrician wanting them to jump. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the things they did on the kindergarten checklist before they started school was, mm-hmm. you know, can you tie your shoes? Can you dress yourself? Can you jump? Yeah, I, I, I can't jump. I know. Have you and ever then, been on a trampoline? Oh, yeah, I've been on a trampoline. I'm no, but I'm not good at it. I mean, I, it's like very, like stunted. The next like time robotic, come, like robotic. Like, there's it's a terrible. trampoline park here. The next time <laughs> I've been come, to those two. Let's I go. Cannot, we're going to break it. Ter- it's terrible. We're crossing that off your bucket list. Maybe not <laughs> the first time you're here, but sometime before the holiday season's over, we're going to go and you're going to learn how to jump. Okay. Yeah. That'd be great. (laughs) I'm like, I don't even know what to say about this because I feel like there was something as a child. I'm not saying that it's mental, but I feel like that's like a basic thing that children can learn to do. Not saying that they haven't overcome that. And maybe it is mental now as an adult. Yes. Like now there's some sort of mental block I have about it or something. I don't know. But like, yeah, it's very strange. Anyway. Okay. So that just, there you go. But here's something else that's not a not travel related is I want to write a book. That's on my bucket list. I want to write a book. I mean, look now, we both said we wanted to start a podcast and we did it. So now okay. we're going to have to make each other write. We we're, have to write a book together. We are manifesting it <laughs> right now. Oh, Lord, that word. Camille and I are going to write a book. I don't care who you're watching, you're listening, putting it in the universe. Y'all go on and okay. pray about it. We're writing a book. Don't write us a book. So there you go. That's kind of, you know, those are like some of my major things. Now, throughout the years, especially since like, well, one of the big trips that we took and we knocked a lot of things off our bucket list or my bucket list was we went to New York with our daughter's school. Uh She had to go up there and perform at Carnegie Hall, but we marked a lot of things off. New York, Times Square, Central Park. We ate pastrami from like a you know a real deli we you know like new york style pizza we went out and we saw the statue of liberty i mean so we did a lot of sightseeing things that really for me were kind of bucket list items because i really never thought that i was going to get to go and then also like we went to broadway and we saw like a show and you know we went to carnegie hall to hear our daughter perform and all of this kind of stuff so But again, that's travel related, you know, but that's what I mean when I say I have a lot of travel things I want to do. What you're saying is what, how the majority of people's bucket list are. It sounds like, yes, there are like, you know, some people like, I want to go skydiving, maybe, Mm -hmm. or whatever, whitewater rafting. And that's not like, they don't have a specific place. So sometimes it's just like Mm -hmm. an activity, but the majority of bucket lists are activities paired with locations mm. or locations in general. And the people from that website that I referenced, they basically, because so many of them, the majority of it was about travel. I think they said like two in five of them said that they had um, wanderlust, that mm. basically that yeah. was what 
drove all of their their thoughts and and things behind their bucket list was just this want and desire to get out there and travel. Yeah. Well, and you know, like living in our RV, living in our Airstream for a year, kind of a bucket list item. I mean, it was something like we really wanted to do and try and travel. Last year or two years ago, we went to Taos and I wanted to ski, like real ski, real snow, the whole nine yards, we did it. That was like a bucket list activity, you know, for me. A few year, a couple of years before that, we happened to be on a trip and um, my husband was like, hey, I booked this activity for us. I don't know if you're going to like it or what, but anyway, we're going to go do this. And I was like, okay, what is it? Ride in a helicopter. We did a helicopter ride. That had been on my bucket list and he didn't even know it. But like I had always wanted to ride in a helicopter just to see what it was like, you know. So we've done some things like that too that are specific activities that didn't matter. It didn't matter where we were at the time when we rode in the helicopter. I mean, it was beautiful. Don't get me wrong. My point is I didn't say I want to go to this location to ride in a helicopter. I always wanted to see the Grand Canyon, and several years ago, we did. And we actually went, and my on my bucket list was I wanted to see the sun rise and the sun set at the Grand Canyon, and we oh, did. Okay. We got there in time to see the sun set over the Grand Canyon, and the next morning, we got up super early and went back and got to see the sunrise. So, I mean, yes, that activity was related to the place, but I, I, I see that that's probably, you're right, that's probably the majority of what it is because you want to see specific things and sometimes it does require a specific location. I want to, I've been to both oceans now, Pacific mm-hmm. and Atlantic, both coasts, I guess I should say, finally two oceans. I'm not an idiot. I do know there's more than two in the world, but I wanted to see both of those. And so, you know, I get that. So um, let me ask you, you didn't have a physical list before we started recording today. So when you sat down and you started putting those things in your mental notes down on paper, (laughs) Mm -hmm. did you add to it or did you think some over and think, you know, that's not as important to me as it once used to be? I mean, no, I just wrote down the ones that came to the top of my mind. I mean, Mm -hmm. now if I really sat down, spent several days writing down every little thing I thought, then yes, it would be an extensive list, I'm sure. But just like some of the top things really require travel. I mean, some of mm-hmm. my top items really require travel. So, um, one, I have to know, are you a good skier? No. Me neither. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. I can tell you a traumatic story one day on a different um, episode about okay. me. Yep. So, okay. Is Kent, can Kent ski? Mm-mm. Mm. No. So, <laughs> Russell can ski. And that man, oh, okay. is, I'm not that person. Yeah. If there's a lodge and I can drink wine by a fire and read a book, mm-hmm. I'll go. But that's not super helpful to him. He doesn't want to be alone. Okay, yeah. so that was one question. Second question. Okay, so you wanted your example if you wanted to see the sunrise and set over the Grand Canyon. Did you care who was with you? Like been on your bucket list for years before you and Kent got together. So was that just something very personal to you or did you want to share that experience with him? Did you, could it have been your kids there? Didn't care. You just wanted to do it. Yes. To all of that. Um, it had been on my list for many, many years at the time when I put it on my list or I thought about it, it was something I wanted to do one day. I did not have any particular person in mind. Was I glad that it was my husband? Yes. At the time, you know, but would 
if my kids had been there, sure. If it had been a friend, sure. If I'd been by myself, sure. I would have loved it just the same. You know, like it was just the seeing it itself. It was just the gotcha. actual thing. I mean, so yes, it was great because my husband was with me. We were on a two week trip. I mean, out West and back me like it was fabulous, but I would have loved it had I been by myself or if it had been 10 years from now, 10 years prior, it would not have mattered to me. I wanted, that's something I wanted to do. Awesome. All right. Sorry. So tell me about your bucket list. It's similar to yours and everybody else's. And the fact it involves travel. Lots of travel. So there's so much to say. My list is fairly long, but I will say that my bucket list is specific about who I want to be there. So there are things very specific to my children and things Mm -hmm. very specific to my husband and then just generic, you know, Hell, it could be a stranger that I met there and we experience it together. That's cool. Um, Yeah. So Things pertaining to my children, I want to go to the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Okay. I -hmm. want us to do that as a family. That Mm -hmm. does not mean my kids have to be little because if y'all haven't picked this up at this point, I'm nervous. I get nervous taking my kids out to places um, Mm -hmm. if my kids are in big crowds. I'm not scared of crowds. My husband and I can go. We've been to New York before, but I've never taken my three small kids, and I don't know that I'm prone to want to take my three small kids. So they're going to have to be older. More or less, my son is going to have to be a little more mature, where I know that he won't just be so excited that he wanders off accidentally, you know, or tries to push his way through a crowd to see or do something. So that has been on my bucket list. Before I was a parent. Um, Mm -hmm. And now it is more prioritized because I have kids and to experience it with them. Yeah. That, another thing specific to my children, I want to go on an African safari. We are animal people. Yes. Um, Yes. Obviously, we have a farm, right? But my kids love National Geographics and all of the animal shows. Mm. Planet Earth and all of them. They watch them all the time which if you know my kids is a little bit shocking because like they show animals dying on that show and being hunted down and let me tell you ashton's not here for that part um but Mm -hmm. she watches it she kind of understands you know as they say in the lion king it's the circle of life so i've always wanted to do that makes me more nervous than the macy's thanksgiving day parade though because those animals will eat you Um, yeah yeah, that is true Mm -hmm. so um obviously i probably want them to be older for that too And I want them to be old enough that they remember that because I feel like that's like a one and done. And now if you're a family Mm -hmm. out there that that's your thing and y'all go on African safari like all the time, that's cool. But I don't, the few people that I know that have done that, Mm -hmm. they just do it once. Mm -hmm. They go, they experience it, they make the most of it, and they don't venture back there. You know, like Tuscany in Europe, like you might go back there multiple times, but I don't really yeah. know anybody that's doing African safari. So those kids are going to have to be a lot older for, for that part. Something specific to my husband, Russell, when we talk about traveling Europe, which that's on the bucket list, there are specific things on there. Like I want to go to Ireland and Scotland just for a time reference of what's happening today versus when you guys hear this. Kent and Camille are blowing up social media as clan claws, as a kilted Santa and Mrs. Claus. I did not know everybody would love that. But I think everybody loves it because Scottish and Irish heritage is so mm-hmm. strong 
here mm-hmm. and people are are proud of where they're from and where their ancestors are from and that heritage and culture is important so i really want to go to ireland i really want to go to scotland i want to see castles and they don't have to be in ireland um they could be in germany because they have some pretty killer mm-hmm. ones hungary has really good ones so i just want to see european castles somewhere but when we talk about traveling Russell is big into Italy, so of course we want to do that. We want to go to yeah. Venice, kind of like that was on that top ten list. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I want to ride in the gondola with my husband. I want to smooch yeah. him going under one of those bridges. And as cliche as it is, Russell really wants to see the Eiffel Tower. That is really big on his bucket list. Okay, I'm not going to say that I won't enjoy it, but that really wasn't on my bucket list. Paris mm-hmm. in general, all the things, you know, all the art and the history and wine. Uh, you had me at wine, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's important to him. So I really want to kiss my husband at the Eiffel Tower. That's okay. on my bucket list. Gotcha. Speaking of wine, I did do something on my bucket list. I had a pen in my hand. I'm going to sit down. But it's ironic <laughs> enough because it's from the winery that I'm about to talk about. Oh, yeah. About. Okay, because so, y'all went to Napa. Yes. So Del Dotto is an Italian-themed winery in Napa. It is beautiful, and they have a cave, and you do wine tasting directly from the barrel. That was on my bucket list. Didn't care where it was. Del Dotto just happened to do it. Um, But to drink wine directly from the barrel, and they call it a wine thief, and it's this little curved glass tube and they pull the cork off and they stick it in there and it like works just like how you put a straw in water or soda and you put your finger on the top and you can pull it out like that pressure holds it in there Mm -hmm. it's the same thing with this wine thief they put it in there they put their hand on it and they pull it out and then it's got this little thinner tube on the end they just like pull their hand back and it fills your glass cool and so we tried over 10 wines from the back. <laughs> hey it was a good time i'm surprised i remember hello i need a lift i need an uber <laughs> <laughs> yes there's lots of those services there um and something else that's on my bucket list that i've actually already done is i wanted to watch a baseball game at yankee stadium and okay. russell and i did that on our honeymoon that's part of our honeymoon um so a lot of my stuff is just kind of I don't super care yes lots of travel but like the castles and stuff wherever Mm -hmm. I did have one here that I want to see the northern lights and I want to go dog sledding and of course I can do that in Alaska yeah and it's really a bummer we were supposed to have gone to Alaska this February it didn't work out we didn't have somebody to watch the farm that kind of fell through we keep trying to replan that we'll see I'll Mm -hmm. get there eventually but you know what there's lots of places to go dog sledding and see the Northern Lights. Uh, potentially in Norway. Mm. I would not mind to see reindeer in Norway. There's a lot of mm-hmm. cool stuff over in Finland and Norway that I'd like to do. Yeah. I'm going to look at this really quick. I put the pyramids on here, but that's not like a huge priority. That's like not make or break. And yeah. that's something that I would almost remove. But that I put that on my bucket list as a child, as odd oh, as that yeah. is. I can remember hearing the term bucket list on a movie with my parents. And I'm like, what's that? And as soon as my dad explained it, I started making a bucket list. Mm -hmm. I was probably my son's age, probably around seven or something. Oh, another thing that I could also do in Alaska. Sounds like we need to go on an Alaskan cruise because I put sea whales up close. Obviously in Mm -hmm. the ocean, not like at an aquarium. Yeah, for sure. 
Vermeer. I want to see a Vermeer painting in real life. Okay. And I can okay. do that in Paris. Um, he's okay. like one of my favorite painters. Shout out to Krista if you're listening. When we were kids in high school, we read uh, the book, uh, The Girl with the Pearl Earring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's based off of Vermeer painting. And after I read that, I got obsessed with him. And my friend Kristen bought me all these books about him and like books oh, that had like all of his artwork in it. Oh, yeah. Travel across Europe. And in parentheses, it says eat and drink locally across the country. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All the places. I've got sure. a girl I grew up with. Her mom actually owned the daycare that I went to as a child. Mm-hmm. She, I maybe have told you about her. Her and a couple of her girlfriends are big into hiking. And they went and did like a three-week hiking trip across Ooh. like France and Switzerland. Okay. They packed their tent with them. They were remote but they did map it out to come into some towns sometimes, mm-hmm. but they never really yeah. knew what were in those towns because they aren't tourist towns. And she posted all of these photos from these itty bitty little towns in France. No one spoke any mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. if they could pay to rent a room, they'd rent a room that day. Sometimes in people's homes, they'd pay yeah. and sleep in their home. And she posted photos of all this local wine and local cheese and mm-hmm. all their little desserts. And I thought, well, girl, you'd hike 20 miles that day. You can literally eat whatever you want to. Um, I, however, would prefer to travel by car to get to all of these places and just eat that way. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like we do have several things in common. Yeah, sounds like we need to go to Europe and uh, eat and drink and Mm -hmm. maybe go to Alaska and hang out. So out of everything you listed, because I kind of talked about what's priority and stuff. Mm -hmm. Egypt's not that big of a priority anymore. It would still be super cool to do it. I wanted to do it as a child. I also wanted to see the Great Wall of China as a child. But like, I don't have tons of desire to go to China anymore Mm -hmm. i mean if some kind of cool opportunity presented itself but it's like really expensive Mm -hmm. really expensive to get there which is so ironic to me because of how costly literally everything is there but just the fees to get there it's just a lot okay so what would be like okay the one thing that has been on my list the longest that i mean really the longest is tuscany that has been on my list I, I cannot tell you more than 30 years, probably. I, I don't know why specifically, but it has been. And that's just something that I have always, I can just always remember wanting to do. Now, I didn't want to drink when I, that, that, but I mean, like, I want to go see. So that's probably like, if I could do anything on my list, money, time, no object, right? No, nothing to get in my way. What would be the one thing, though, that I could pick? And- okay. That would be it. Does Kent have a bucket list? You know, if he does, we haven't really talked about it, whether he's got a specific bucket list or not. He has traveled to several of the places where I, I mean, like he's been to Europe, he's been to France, you know. So are there specific things he'd want to go back 
for, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. We just had never, I don't know that we've ever necessarily talked about a specific list. I know if something, we'll see something on television, we might say, oh my gosh, I would love to do that someday. And he'd be like, oh yeah, me too. But mm-hmm. I don't know that we say, okay, that is now on our couple's bucket list and right. this, we're going to put it down and we're going to make sure we, you know, work towards that. So I like that couple's bucket list. Yeah. I'm writing it down. No, that because Russell, like you said, there are some things that you want to specifically do with your spouse, your significant other, your partner. Some you want to do with your children. Some you might want to do with your best friend or your sister or your, you know, your parents or whatever. I mean, or alone. There might be some things that you literally, I want to do it alone, but it's still on my bucket list. And I don't right. think, I mean, they, you know, there's nothing's prioritized over another. It's just... That's just the way it, you know, kind of is. I would like to talk to Russell. I mean, because, like, I know that he really wants to go to Italy and, like, Venice, the whole thing. <clears throat> and he really wants to see the Eiffel Tower. But those are just, they've come up in conversations multiple times. He's never said, this is on my bucket list. Yes. Right? yes. It just kind of is like a bucket list thing because mm-hmm. he has referenced it several times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, like. You know, as if I don't talk to him and bombard him about all of the things and all kinds of things anyway. Now I have a new thing. So as soon as we get done, I'm going to be texting him. Hey, let's make a couple's bucket list because we have nothing better to do with our time other than. Of course not. Fantasize and dream about our future. Exactly. Because, I mean, he's not at work or anything. No. Today. Yeah. Not busy. But most of that has to do with, with traveling. But there are a couple of things that I have specific kind of like you that aren't travel and that is write a book have you wrote anything do you personally have ideas you got something to send to a publisher right now and you're just waiting for the right time what's your thought process on it I've always enjoyed writing even as like a young person I do not have anything ready to send anywhere but I enjoy writing I enjoy storytelling Mm -hmm. and have, you know, I enjoy like relaying a story and embellishing it a little bit and making it fun and using voices and, you know, like I like to really get into telling somebody a story, an anecdote, something that happened and make it bigger, larger than life, dramatic or whatever, you know, or extra funny or whatever. So I feel like I could, it would just be like writing things down. I don't know, but you know, like it's scary to know too. Like it's like a bucket list, but like, is it something I'm too scared to do? Or I just think, oh, I've got this to do first, or I need to make this a priority. I don't have time to sit down and write, or mm-hmm. I can't afford to go to a remote cabin in the woods for six weeks and write on a typewriter, right. you know, by, by <laughs> the window, staring at the snow, I know what I mean? Like, I like so, it. so no, I, I mean, the, the answer is no, I don't have anything written down, but I do have ideas and I have characters in my mind, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of thing. But what about you? I mean, you want to write a book, so tell me. So, ooh, trying to, You know, I'm at that point in my life that everything, when I think back on something, I reference my children's ages at the time. I don't know what year it was, but I know how old my kids were or that I was like expecting or something. (laughs) Not long after Ashton was born, so she's nine, I started writing a book and I got pretty far with it and I fell out of 
love with it and I quit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> mentally, I'm still in a place that I don't love it. Really loved it when I started. I mean, personally, I think it's a really fantastic story, but like, I don't know if it's because I'm not a writer. So writers out there who, who are published or who aren't published, but just write a lot. It's pretty common, but like, I don't know. I just fell out of love with the story. fell out of love with the characters and their whole Mm -hmm. meaning of life. I just, and it really sucks because I, I don't know what it broke down into like published pages. Um, but it was a lot, and I spent a lot of time on it. I don't regret the time that I spent on it because I enjoyed it. It was therapeutic, and it was fun, the same as you. I've always liked to write. My teachers may say that I wasn't the greatest of writers, although I did okay in state testing or whatever, um, but I just always liked it. I've mm-hmm. even liked prayer journaling, mm-hmm. and you and I have this in common where we like to write things down. I was really Mm -hmm. shocked to hear that you didn't have a bucket list on paper because that does not seem like the Camille thing to do because you have a planner and all the pens Mm -hmm. and it's everything is color coordinated and you've got stickers (laughs) and all kinds of stuff. Y'all, I've I've been to a conference with her and sat next to her and I have seen all of the things. Um, So that was surprising. But I like Mm -hmm. to write things down. I don't care how advanced technology is. I'm always going to have a notebook. I'm always going to have a pen. I'm always going to write things down because I don't know. Mm -hmm. Therapeutic is not the right word. It is therapeutic, but I just like it's enjoyable. It's I don't Mm -hmm. know. I like putting pen to paper. It's enjoyable. I agree. But I have lots of other ideas. I have wrote lots of probably short stories. Mm -hmm. And um, once upon a time, like Googled about publishing and stuff and a lot more so when I wrote that started that other book not that I think I ever really intended that it would go that far or maybe mm-hmm. I hoped that it would I honestly don't know where my headspace was at the time but you know it's damn near impossible to be published and you talking about spending the time on it and <laughs> you don't have six weeks to go to this remote cabin and you know the whole beautiful setup and get all yes. the creative juices flowing. They talked about something that I remember reading and I, y'all, I can't quote it because it's been so long ago, but basically they said that the worst thing you could do is rush it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make your, it's not going to be your best work. If it is forced, you're not enjoying it. And it's so hard to get published anyways, you may as well take your sweet time and be in love with it and just Mm. love the entire process. You cannot do it for the end result. You have to do it for the process, that you enjoy the process and that way you love it. So no matter what happens, you don't feel that it was a waste of your time, basically. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So Mm. I don't know. It's a bucket list. And I think some things that you put on it sometimes are lavish. And I think you write them down or you mentally put them in your head knowing and acknowledging they may not ever happen. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they do, fantastic. So that's on there. I don't know. I've lost my, I lost my train of thought. Imagine that all, all okay. this stuff going on up here because this podcast has been so smooth. <laughs> we started out so smooth. You know, you just know that we've got that my life together over here. It was that. And I don't know. All my words are together because it's not written very neatly or nice. Oh, here it is. My God, it's right. It's right there. And it's really important to me, the fact that I couldn't just think of it without reading it. I want an Airbnb. Okay. But I would also like a second business, a second form 
of year-round income. And okay. that doesn't have to be specifically anything. Now, Russell and I talk about it all the time. And I think we kind of talked about it a little bit when we did our business episode with the guys on there. Mm-hmm. We have ideas all the time. I know I was talking to my friend Emily about this. Um, she's another reindeer owner. We just have thoughts all the time. And we write them down. And sometimes they are things that we know we would never do. Uh-huh. But who knows where we are today? It seems impossible. But yeah. you don't know what the future holds. That's right. That's exactly right. You don't right. know, you know, what path you're really ultimately going to go down. And, of course, you you definitely have these thoughts and these hopes and these dreams of where you want to be. But sometimes you, you take a left turn and you end up somewhere even better and more beautiful than you intended. Mm-hmm. So every idea we have, we write down. But we revisit these ideas. And sometimes we mark things off. And we're like, yeah. that is crazy. Or we wouldn't be good mm-hmm. at that. Or that's not enjoyable whatever. And then sometimes yeah. we look at things and we think, well, maybe exactly how we have it down is not how it could be, but we can work with what we have and we can change it or whatever. So I just want, I would like to have an Airbnb. I don't really okay. want that to be my income because rental and stuff, that's a gamble, but I would like to have a second business that generates year round income. Nice. Who knew we could talk this long about bucket list? I mean, for real. I mean, I kind of did because Good God, we talk about everything, anything. We did an episode on leftovers, and we've referenced it now. So if y'all haven't heard it, you know, go ahead and let us know your thoughts on leftovers and your thoughts on bucket list. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, I think this has been a pretty good episode. As a matter of fact, I am going to go and start my, start an actual list. I I think I'm going to actually write, write these things down. I think I'm going to. You're more long overdue. To accomplish it if you write it down. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to talk to my husband about his bucket list. I mean, and, you know, see where these things intersect, like things we want to do, you know, make it an activity, a date night activity or something. Hey, Let's cook dinner, open a bottle of wine, you write your list, I'll write mine, then we'll swap and see what happens. That sounds fun. That sounds way better than me harassing my husband while he's at work. What's your bucket list? Tell me now. Tell me. All right. Well, thank y'all so much. This has been a lot of fun. Uh, I enjoyed this topic. Um, It's given me a lot to think about, actually, and some homework. So uh, let us know in the comments if um, you've got some things on your bucket list that we mentioned that you have already done or might want to do, or some things that we didn't even think about that, um, which we can even longer. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, and y'all can email us at highlyhormonal at gmail.com. You can find us pretty much anywhere. If you just search highly hormonal, you're going to figure out where we are. You're going to find us. We're here. Rob found us on Instagram. Exactly. I mean, fourth shout out for Rob. Hey. Hey. (laughs) Hope he's enjoyed his pie. Okay. That's right. That is it, and we're going to wrap this one up, and we will see you guys on the next episode. Thanks, guys. See ya. All right. Bye.